Welcome to It's the Muppet Show podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Jason. Today we're watching season two, episode three, with our very special guest star, Milton Berle. Yay, Yay. Milton Berle. Welcome, Milty. Uh, this was produced in June of 1977 and aired in the U.S. in November 11th, uh, 1977. Nice. Yeah, uh, gosh, Milton Berle was all over television for sure. Uh, even, you know, in the 80s when, when uh, we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have any very specific memories of him outside of uh, the Muppet movie. Where he was, uh, the, the used car salesman. Yeah, Mad yep. Man Moody. Mooney. That's Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Eye Mooney. <laughs> Mad Man. Mad Man Mooney. Moody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was just a given. Like he's Mr. Television, Mr. Entertainer, all those types of things. He was uh, sixty-eight during the filming of. Uh, his guest spot on The Muppet Show. He's the seventh oldest guest that they uh, ever had. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 68, just like... 68 on uh, Milton Berle looks a little older, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, kind of, you know, lived that old school Hollywood life for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his... Uh, he like, came up with like the birth of movies yeah he went from va- vaudeville to movies yeah started in silent films did literally everything from like when he was a kid he was like 80 years in show business and he was 90 something when he died i think right and we'll get to it it actually comes up in one of the the skits but i mean he was so popular as an artist they literally you know based a character in a in a broadway musical on him so that's yes how ubiquitous he was. Uh, this episode stands out. Uh, also, it's the second of three episodes where they were sort of auditioning female performers. Uh, this mm-hmm. week, it is Abby Hadfield, who performs Zelda Rose, the uh, like librarian teacher uh, Muppet. This episode also features the first episode of Pigs in Space, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means Link, Link Hogthrob. Uh, also Hogthrob? Hogthrob. I always thought it was Link Heartthrob. Hogthrob. Okay. <laughs> makes his debut, debut in this episode. And one last note. This is the first episode that uh, Gonzo has his new, uh, more... Expressive eyelids, I guess. Hmm. Oh, that they like rise and lower. Right. right. Uh, fun fact that we didn't cover. Uh, so uh, Vincent Price, Milton Berle, Liberace, and Ethel Merman uh, all played special guest villains on Batman in 1966 and were also guest stars in, on The Muppet Show. Awesome. Yep. Fantastic. My one fun fact. <laughs> nice. All right. We should get into it. Let's head in. So yeah, backstage uh, in Milton's dressing room, he gets smacked with a huge uh, powder puff by Timmy Monster. That was who that big green. And that's like his signature move. That like 
getting smacked in the face and like that expression. Like fall kind of thing. Like yeah, specifically that, getting like poofed in the face with things. Yeah, and then like kind of like looking aghast. Yeah, the blink, blink. Yep. Settling into the new intro pretty nicely. Absolutely. Oh, I, I always prefer this one, of course. Mm -hmm. Another show, another headache from Statler and Waldorf. From the balcony. What's Gonzel got for us? Oh, God, the milk. Well, it's supposed to be water coming out of the uh, trumpet, but, but it. The front view, it totally looks like milk and it's disgusting. I think they had to kind of do that to make it show up on the older oh, style televisions. Uh, tonight's a special one for us because our guest star is one of the truly great comedians, Milton Berle. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now for tonight's Mil opening number, here he is, one of the beautiful people. So that. The way Kermit introduced that is super weird because it sounds like Milton Berle is supposed to be part of that skit. Like, right. here's our guest star and here he is, one of the beautiful people. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, but he does not show up in this cadre no. of um, creatures uh, featuring uh, frackles. And that is uh, that big brown one in the back is uh, Mean Mama, a crocodile is making its way onto the uh, screen right now and there's a warthog in it this as well and everybody like takes turns right biting the biting the camera right it comes like super foreground and then hits the camera yep yep and they're singing uh ugly song which is written by paul tracy uh who was a Broadway actor uh, who actually worked with Sandy Duncan. Yeah, nice. You can definitely kind of hear the Broadway roots or musical roots in the song for sure. Uh, Paul Tracy actually had four separate songs uh, on The Muppet Show spread out over season two and three. I don't understand that tail. The warthog has like a dog tail. I'm guessing they had comedic a, effect or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm guessing he had a smaller tail and it just wouldn't make it in the camera frame. So they're like, yeah, just give him a dog tail. Right. And yeah, that's definitely the uh, like the filmmaking gag, I guess, as you mentioned in this skit, where the camera just kind of goes down the mouth of the Muppet, and that's how they they use it as kind of a wipe or whatever. Yeah. There's a pretty big group of, like, the major Muppeteers on stage right now, though, you know. They're doing all the voices. Yeah. That's a really weird-looking freckle. He comes around a lot, though, doesn't he? Yeah, kind of the... The blue guy? So it's just sort of like a feel-goody <laughs> song about being ugly. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, the feathers that they use for the like bird type one in the back reminds me of Labyrinth. Right. 
Waldorf's hearing aid's not working. So yeah, that's sort of the running gag with Statler and Waldorf this episode is they're they're having hearing aid issues. Wow, classic backhand with the they mouth smush. mouth mush. Okay, so we're backstage here, and this whole time Fozzie, not this whole, well, yes, this whole time Fozzie has been hiding uh, from Milton Berle. I love the mask he's got. He's got it's like, like a weird Mardi Gras type like a, mask. Yeah, goblin looking paper mache. He's just so intimidated by Uncle Milty. He is. And uh, just as he thinks, Fozzie thinks it can't get any worse, Milton comes down the stairs. Teeth on like full parade. Yeah, absolutely. Milton, what a sharp dresser. Just classic. Uh, yeah. Big bow tie. It's yep. nice. So yeah, Gonzo sort of uh, tells Milton to knock him dead, and Milton tells him not to worry. And uh, Gonzo replies, "I'm not. I'm worried about you." So, kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, just the classic late night with Johnny Carson stage. Yeah, those that that blue gray curtain behind him it's amazing because you know what amphibious means it means he can be dull on land or water so oh sorry go ahead no, I was just, he's parading out the like kind of classic nightclub yeah yeah doing like classic mother, sort of. yeah mother-in-law jokes to take my wife please sort of stuff and right on cue statler and waldorf start heck heckling him you're the two guys that I heard about that heckled from the box. Huh? So this is this was like yeah, they are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who was the other uh, the other comic that really went to town on Oh, it was the uh, Bruce Forsythe. Yep. When when he was really, you know, going going to town. Uh, some of the some of those older comedians and like show MCs uh, made that like a part of their act they yeah. would sometimes like plant, plant uh, yeah. hecklers right, for them to like in the course of this exchange like milton burl does not come out on top it's just like him setting up statler and waldorf the whole time right and i think bruce forth at forsyth was teaching fozzy how to deal with hecklers and kind of had the upper hand a little bit right whereas milton is just failing i mean pretend failing obviously right the ninth child of a family of eight. <laughs> and that's not funny. Hey, no. Oh, yes, what is it? What is it? You know what you're doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? You're standing too close to the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, how's this? They just make him basically back yeah, up off back stage. Off, back, backing him off stage. So, I mean, yeah, I mean... Again, this sort of stuff maybe probably wouldn't work so well today as far as just like these old timey like back and forths with uh, the crowd, but it was definitely a, a thing. Uh, 
especially in vaudeville. You were encouraging. That's what you do. You know, I got, I got a good mind to punch you in your nose. Because you want to be part of the show. Right. Everybody wants to be part of the show. That's pretty funny. But I think they probably, I mean, they probably could have wrapped this up, this bit up a little, a little quicker. Mm-hmm. I got a million funny lines in the back of my head. Yeah, how come they never reach your mouth? I mean, that was a good, that was a good, that was a good line. Gentlemen, will you please, will you take it easy? Do you think I'm doing this for fun? Not so far. I mean, yeah, so they're definitely, Milton's definitely putting Statler and Waldorf over the top, for, for sure, with, uh, with setting them up for lines. See, I really thought he was going to get Statler and Waldorf on stage during this one. Like, he wanted to, he was basically daring them to come down and perform. And for I really, sure. I kind of expected that to happen. That would have been great. That would have been a good turn for this, but... Instead, it was just more. At the end, they break Milton to the point where he's threatening to call the police. Yeah. They're telling on Statler and Waldorf to Gonzo. Yeah, like he's going to do anything about it. To that, Milton. After he sees Gonzo's useless, grabs him by the beak and whips him off stage too. And then, but you know what? Un- Uncle Milty ends the sketch with a knowing smile, yeah. a little, little wink, a glimmer in his eye. That's when I find him the most endearing. Absolutely. He knows, he knows what he's doing there. And we're going quickly now to Muppets News Flash. Oh, yeah. A lawsuit between of surviving son and the widow or the dearly departed cat. Right, in which her son is awarded uh, the full estate of a ten thousand rubber mice. Pigs in space. So here it is, pigs in space. Link heart hogthrob. That's really hard to say. Right. Okay, I just definitely all this time thought it was Link Hardthrop. Right. So you can hear the intro. It's not exactly the way it, as we come to know it. Yeah. yeah I don't think they do the zoom in on the faces later in, like to introduce everybody. No, but even just, uh, I think it's Jerry Nelson that does this voiceover. It's, he, he's still working on the exact, like, tone of it for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder what they're using for uh, the equipment. It's probably just random cast-off medical equipment or something. Yeah, like little, oh, all the little monitors and stuff in the background. It's a great-looking set for mm-hmm. sure. So the uh, the bit here is the. The swine trek is is hurtling towards, or a, a, a white light is is hurtling towards the swine trek, and uh, it's this unknown foreign light. They're they're str- they're afraid to make contact with it, and when they finally bring it up on the scanner, they realize it is that piggy was right all along. Yeah, it was Gonzo on a on a motorcycle. Yeah. What they're playing off here is like Piggy knows what she's talking about, and the scientist 
doesn't at all, but right. but Link goes with the scientist. Right, of course, because he's another man. Yeah, that's the man I like to have on board. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a good place to hide from Milton Berle. Dude, I never realized how funny he really uh, is. Fozzie's still hiding in the back. Yep, and um, he's he's hiding behind this wooden door that has this raise up. Which like, they use in other through. things, and I don't know what is that normal in a theater? No, I don't know. But they, Fozzie gets his nose stuck in the the door panel yeah. which was exactly the bit that ended pigs in space and they're like fozzy we just did that bit okay so here we go we're cutting to rolf the dog at his piano classic like just colored gelled background and uh and milton and rolf are performing the entertainer like classic depressed people at a piano. Right. Bring it in, Ralph. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, Milton's sort of downloading his uh, his LinkedIn here to, uh, to Rolf. And, you know, he just said he performed... 80,000 to 100,000 shows on vaudeville, which I'm guessing is... A big exaggeration because we figured out that like if he was doing nine shows a day every day, it would take thirty years to do a hundred thousand shows. I don't know how many shows a vaudeville performer does in a day, so maybe that's normal. Yeah, but or maybe they were count like like just sets or instead of. Or maybe he just made up a big number. Yeah, because he started at vaudeville, but he didn't stay there. So he's do- sort of Milton's sort of doing like a spoken word over the entertainer. There was really no words per se to the entertainer. Oh, there is. Well, they were added later in oh, 1974. Okay. Uh, what by, is that clown? There's that s- fucking star-eyed clown. I do there. not like the star-eyed clown. It's awful. It's very like Coraline, but with stars and clowns. Right. So uh, a little chorus breaks out behind the two. Um, Scooter, a ringmaster, oh, that's Lydia the tattooed uh, pig, mm-hmm. uh, showgirl, kind of on top. So this is the entertainer is a 1902 Scott Joplin piano rag, uh, probably most made most famous uh, for being the theme to 1973's Oscar-winning uh, movie The Sting. Mm-hmm. He must not sing at all. He can sing. He sings later in the episode, which Does is he? kind of a weird choice for him to just do this monologue yeah. sort of thing. I mean, I like it. I don't mind it. It's very moody. I can tell you what. This is kind of weird here because we're dumping into straight into the UK spot. We're dumping into the UK spot. We're basically in the same set. They've changed the gels in the background. This time, instead of Milton, it's Miss Piggy. And they are sort of forming, like, if it wasn't back-to-back, you, you could call it a reprise. Well, she comes in and says, can you play that song again? Right. Um, her, her version is a, a little bit more upbeat, a little raunchier 
honestly. She, I, I, I wonder how much uh, Frank Oz practiced, but she does this like, ah, like that grind yeah. to her voice, which I don't, it's great. I normally don't like it when Biggie sings, but. Right. Put something, <laughs> something in it, Rolf. It's actually probably my favorite song that she's sung so far. Right. What do you think of her dance moves right now, too? It's super showgirl. It's great. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> she's just, like, knocking her head back. She's, wow, she's kind of moving her ham hocks around, yeah. if you don't mind me saying. Okay. I feel like there's wow. another puppeteer on the butt. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like that. So good. Every time she says her, it's like her, bow. Yep. <laughs> now she's actually joined in on the piano. She started playing it Woo. with her uh, head. Now she's kind of like We're rocking her. In the boobs. She's rocking her chest back and forth. <laughs> Getting like big Tina Turner vibes here. Oh, yeah. She is high kicking her legs. There it Good is. God. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. Oh my gosh. Her hair, is, hair is everywhere. Yeah. Rolf is panting. He's out of breath. Back to backstage. Um, Fozzie is in like a like a fiddler on the roof sort of get up, I guess. Yeah. Like big, like Hasidic Jew beard. Beard and sideburns. Yep. It's very weird. Yeah. Yep. Fozzie, why don't you just go up to Milton Burl and introduce yourself? Oh, I just couldn't do that, Scooter. Scooter is, couldn't. He's trying to be the voice of reason here. He's like, Fozzie, just go up and talk to Milton, for God's sakes. If you really want to know the truth. I don't. I don't. What's wrong with old-fashioned lying? Fozzie, you look upset. I am, Scooter. This is not really working out. He just wants to go lay down because he's worked himself up. But he can't because Scooter was standing on his beard. Truth. And now, straight from a three-month engagement at the Desert Springs, Vermont Humane Society, here is what? Zelda Rose and her singing owl. Zelda was at the... Uh, up in Vermont. Yeah, the wow. Humane Society with yep. her owl. Yep. So this is <laughs> bringing in a, a new female puppeteer. Yep. Ooh. It's a very simple puppet. It's just. It looks like a eyes. shitty animatronic. It does. It might actually be just a remote controlled thing. Yeah, that's what that is, right? Okay, so quickly. I'm uh, just enthralled. <laughs> I know, I got <laughs> locked into it. They got this crescent moon background, the. the this little owl sitting on a, a beautiful little uh, plinth, plinth, <laughs> purple and gold. Mm -hmm. That's like uh, the church lady. Oh shit! I gotta, I gotta get this out there. Uh, so that was from the 1925 musical Sunny. Um, that song and that whole bit was uh, featured later on a Muppet album that I had, hmm. uh, but Abby Hadfield's. Uh, voice was replaced by Louise Gold, so it's kind of weird hearing that. Version. Oh, interesting. Okay, so Abby didn't work out. She did not indeed work out. So we're backstage here. Uh, Fozzie's still hiding from Milty. Right. For some reason, Fozzie's in Death Valley. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Fozzie's actually right in the room with them, hiding behind a wicker basket. Um, and that's the, that's the thing. Fozzie overhears that Milton always wanted to do a song and dance act with Fozzie, and he pops up, and he couldn't be happier. Too hot to be funny in Death Valley. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Look at the smile on old Uncle Milty. Oh, smile's crazy. That size of that pinky ring, too. The top banana? Milton calls himself the top banana because of the song he wants to do with Fuzzy. Well, yeah, that... We'll get into that. Go get into it. So, yeah, the, this whole backstage skit is leading into the performance of Top Banana, which was the 1951 musical of the same name, uh, written by Johnny Mercer. And the lead character in Top Banana is based on Milton Berle. Mm, okay. So it's him playing a part that was literally written for him. Oh. Because it is him. Right, right. Do other people play Milton Berle? Yeah, the Philip... I forget his name. I will look it up. It was a it was a man named Philip that played him. Top Banana. So they lead... Do the little crossover onto stage. Yep, they lead from the backstage here onto stage proper with a costume change. What would you describe Milton's outfit as? It's... Uh, like, it's the homeless clown look. Like, it's one of the original clown looks. Yep. yep. Hobo. Hobo clown. That's the word I'm looking for. Right, right. <laughs> it's a homeless man as a clown. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, there was a show at Disney that it was like a live show, like a vaudevillian show, and they had a character that was always uh, dressed in that. That sort of outfit. Actually, I think Wally Bogue is a Muppet Show guest, like later on in this season four or five. Something. Yeah, I think that's a classic look. There's like certain schools of clown makeup. Yep, yep. Yeah, depending on how you come up and what style you learn. Right. Oh, the uh, ladder, ladder yeah. trick. They're doing a lot of sight gags yeah. here. Uh, the, the they didn't do the like I'm gonna hit. Fozzie with the ladder as I turn? I, don't, I know. I feel like they left that out. That'd be almost more like Three Stooges. Yes. What do you think well, Three Stooges right, right, get it? That painted uh, mosaic sort of, not uh, I mean, mural background yeah. is uh, awesome, Gratian. right? <laughs> My God, his, his crying face is amazing. Yeah. I guess it is just like straight up clown sort of makeup because they kind of yeah. point his eyebrows a little bit. Little He's got nose. a little red nose. Yeah. So he's holding an empty hanger and he lost his suit. 
Is that on mind this, right? Yeah. He's not really singing again. Sort of is. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's talk singing for sure. He has such a like cartoon face. I mean, they put makeup on him to bring it out, but Yeah, it's a super expressive uh super expressive face. He had a super case of hat head right there. And that actually was the last was number it? of the episodes. Awesome. Did a really good uh he did a really good job. Now they're best friends. Fozzie and Uncle Milty are tight now. Yep. It's the Burl and the Bear. That's pretty that's good. The, that's going to be their act. That, wow. That's great. Fozzie could not be any happier. We got Zelda Rose back on stage. Gonzo. Link. We got to catch the uh, Statler and Waldorf uh, bumper. Mm -hmm. While we're waiting for that, what did you think of the uh, episode overall? I think it was a little slow in the beginning, but uh, it redeemed itself at the end. Yeah. I could have I could have taken a Electric Mayhem break somewhere in there. Yeah, I could have done it without the Entertainer twice. Yep. I think I think they could have handled that maybe a little bit better. But overall, I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't complain. Uh, Uncle Milty really uh, did some work. What do we got here? Well, I finally got my hearing aid working. Mm, speak up. My hearing aid's not working. Okay, uh. so one of them fixes their hearing aid, and the other one loses it, of course, you know. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I think a really, really fun episode. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, next week, though, well, I'm not going to say it's a bad ah. I'm not going to say it's uh, bad. But it's it's gonna be maybe challenging. We have yeah. next week we have Rich Little. Wow, we're really going in hot. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> gotta nah, we're not gonna enjoy this next episode. <laughs> well, you gotta really like impressions. Yeah, Canadian impressions. So, ooh, <laughs> until then, uh, thank you for joining us. We love you, Canada. We do. For more, it's the Muppet Show. Check us out at itsthemuppetshowpodcast.com. You can also listen. And watch clips with us on YouTube at slash It's the Muppet Show podcast, where you can like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Well, they, did we give the email last week? Mm -mm. Let's give it this week. Muppet Show podcast at gmail.com. Muppet Show podcast at gmail.com. Muppet Show podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. We'll see you guys next week. Yay!